We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So a day after ESPN's Adam Schefter reported on the contract specifics of what the Ravens offered Lamar Jackson last year, number eight took to Twitter, and he appeared to dispute the figure, Sarah. Yeah, but digging into the details from both Schefter and Lamar, it kind of looks like both of them are telling the truth. We'll make sense of all the back and forth ahead. I'm Bobby Trossett, alongside my co-host Sarah Ellison. It's Wednesday, March 15th. The new league year begins today, and this is your morning Ravens update from inside the vault. Bobby, I know you caught up with Ravens salary cap analyst in front of the show, Brian McFarland, Tuesday night for his insight on how Baltimore plans on financially matching a potential offer sheet that could be in play for Lamar Jackson in the coming days or weeks. I did, I did, and also... The wide receiver free agent market finally broke loose on Tuesday, so I'll have more on that and why Aaron Rodgers looks to have the Jets front office in a stranglehold. We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in about 15 minutes. Okay, Sarah, I think it's fair to say a lot has transpired in the last 24 hours since we recorded our last episode. Remember, we left things off by outlining NFL insider Adam Schefter's detailed report about what the Ravens offered Lamar Jackson back in September of 2022. And with those new details, we finally, finally had apple-to-apple comparisons with other top-of-the-market quarterback deals, i.e. Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. But then Tuesday morning, of course, Lamar popped on Twitter and clapped back at that report in a big way that got everybody talking. So let's dive into it. Yeah. I mean, Lamar clearly didn't seem to be happy, uh, but in an effort to be as clear and accurate as possible, I want to pinpoint exactly what Lamar was clapping back against. Now, it was the local Twitter account, Baltimore Beatdown, that tweeted a very vague summary of what Schefter reported. This account wrote, quote, Lamar Jackson turned down $200 million guaranteed deal back in September, close quote. Okay, that's when Lamar retweeted that very tweet with a meme of a guy wearing a bunch of caps on his head and looking, you know, into the camera with a side eye. Lamar also tweeted, 33 over three years fully guaranteed 
frown emoji, but I need an agent laugh emoji, forehead slap emoji. And then finally, Lamar tweeted, quote, people throw poop emoji (laughs) at the wall and hope it sticks, close quote. In other words, as I try to decipher this, here we go again. I think this is one of the easier ones, though. (laughs) Sometimes it's hieroglyphics. You never know. But I think we can probably safely say that he's saying that this report is a lie. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what he's trying to say with the guy wearing caps, reports a cap. Uh, And Bobby, technically Lamar's not wrong. But here's the thing, and I know this is going to sound crazy to some at first, hopefully I'll explain it, but neither Schefter nor Lamar is wrong. I think they both kind of got it right. All right, and here's why. If you've been listening to this show over the last several months, you know that we I'm definitely a stickler with exact language of guarantees and contracts, and I do that because it's so confusing. So if anybody just uses the word guaranteed without being more specific, they are inviting confusion and debate. And that's what Baltimore Beatdown did with that tweet. They made it easy to debate or to push back on what the claim was. Meanwhile, Adam Schefter's report and Lamar Jackson's reply tweet of what was offered, it was much more detailed than what Baltimore Beatdown put out. Both Schefter and Lamar were more nuanced. So Baltimore Beatdown was not, and so that invites confusion and debate. So it wasn't too long after all this back and forth that Schefter went on live television and he stood by his report saying that he and Chris Mortensen, that they read the contract offer themselves. Well, listen, Lamar pointed out some facts that he felt were relevant to his situation, right? right? But here's the deal. This is something that Chris Mortensen and I reported in September. Nothing new. We saw the contract back then. It was reviewed. And the contract included $133 million dollars guaranteed at signing. Fully, completely, Fully guaranteed. Yep. Then, essentially, there were injury guarantees that brought it up to $175 million guaranteed for injury. That's real. It was 168 There was another $7 million that is accounted for at a little later date. It makes it $175 million okay. in guaranteed salary. Then, we mentioned this springing guarantee of basically $25 million it would have raised it from 175 to 200 million dollars if he was on the roster on the fifth day of the 2026 league year. So three years from now, if he's on the roster, he gets another 25. So that's not really guaranteed, even though you're calling it yep. a 200 million dollar springing guarantee. What is guaranteed is 133. What is guaranteed is 175 because essentially for that 175 not to kick in. Baltimore would have had to release him now and take a cap hit of $70 million. They're not doing that. So the deal that was offered to him, and these are just the facts from the contract, no spin, no nothing, 175. That was the real guarantee with injury that Lamar Jackson turned down. So basically, Schefter is standing by his report, as he should, which clearly stated that Lamar was offered $133 million fully guaranteed at signing. Then after three years, a springing guarantee would be triggered of $67 million. And then getting to Lamar's tweet, he did say, he made it clear, that he was offered $133 million fully guaranteed over three years. So, Sarah, correct me if I'm wrong, but what Adam and Lamar are both saying, I mean, they, they align with one another, do they not? Yeah, bingo, bingo. Adam is saying he was offered $133 million fully guaranteed, 
And then the rest of the quote unquote guaranteed money is triggered three years later. So that's 133 over three years. Lamar Jackson was very specific. He didn't use just the word guaranteed. He said fully guaranteed. And he said over three years. So yeah, that's not conflicting. So in my estimation, neither seems to be lying. I know everybody's trying to say, oh, he's lying. They're lying. Ravens are lying. I just don't see the conflict. Now, there's a chance Lamar is referring to a completely different offer. Because remember, the Ravens have reportedly made multiple offers. But either way, if Lamar is talking about a new offer or if he's talking about the same offer, they're both saying $133 million fully guaranteed over three years. There's no contradiction here. So let me ask a question that I know we've both gotten a lot, Sarah. If that $67 million in so-called guaranteed money has a stipulation attached, which in this case is basically that he must still be on the roster by 2026, giving the Ravens an out by cutting him if they wanted, then why in the world is it called a guarantee? Like That's the confusing nature of this, right? Yeah, and that is the big question, Bobby, and one that I've been wondering for years. When I first started learning about contract language, I was like, wait, (laughs) why is this number called a guarantee when there are conditions attached? I still don't have an answer for that. But what I can say, Bobby, is that neither Schefter nor the Ravens are suddenly making up contract language on the fly here. Almost all contracts have different forms of guarantees, from full at signing, injury guarantees, rolling guarantees, total guarantees, all these guarantees, guarantees, guarantees. All right, so let me give an example to show you that it's not just Lamar in this case. Let's look at Kyler Murray, okay? His contract as an example. And I picked him because a lot of people have incorrectly compared Lamar's full guarantee of $133 million to Murray's total guarantees of $189 million. But here's the thing. That $189 million for Murray isn't a true guarantee either. Here's how his breakdown goes. He gets $103.3 million guaranteed at signing. Okay, so almost $30 million less than Lamar. Then he gets $18 million guaranteed the fifth league day of 2024. He gets another $23 million guaranteed the fifth league day of 2025. And he gets another $19.5 million guaranteed on the fifth league day of 2026. And then I can keep going. There are a bunch of other roster bonus guarantees that kick in on different dates too. So that's how you go from $103.3 million guaranteed for Kyler at signing to uh, suddenly 189 in total guarantees. And that's the number that has widely been reported everywhere. So yeah, I think it's silly that these are all called guarantees, but that's how the contract language is across the league. And at the end of the day, Kyler was offered 103 fully guaranteed at signing. Russell Wilson got 123. And then Lamar was offered 133 million, which is the second most in NFL history. Then Watson blew them all away all out of the water with $230 million guaranteed. You take that outlier out of the system here, and it's looking awfully fair what the what the Ravens offered Lamar. But uh, at the end of the day, they can't come to an agreement, and it's abundantly clear that all of this, what you just mentioned, it's at the epicenter of it. Yeah, exactly, Bobby. All of this back and forth with Lamar today, all it did was shed light on the very thing that has been argued for months. There's nothing new here today. 
What matters to Lamar is what is truly, fully guaranteed at signing. All this rolling guaranteed talk, it's mumbo jumbo to him. And that is exactly why there is a stalemate between these two sides. The Ravens offered him a traditional top-of-the-market deal with traditional language that has been given to all quarterbacks, save Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. And Lamar wants something that's not traditional. He wants something in the ballpark of Watson. And you know what? Hey, maybe we're about to see if he can go and get it. The market will speak on this because for the first time since he's been drafted, other NFL teams will be able to offer him deals starting at 4 p.m. today, today, Wednesday. There are some teams, yeah, they're off the table, but others could be getting ready to make a move. For example, here's what ESPN's Jamison Hensley tweeted late Tuesday night, quote, Colts are clearing a lot of cap space today by releasing quarterback Matt Ryan and trading Stephon Gilmore today. Makes you wonder whether they're preparing to make a big move. Hmm. Close quote. All right, still to come here on The Vault. Ravens salary cap extraordinaire Brian McFarland drops by to discuss the team's decision to release Clayus Campbell and much more, including what Baltimore's front office is doing in preparation for a potential scenario of matching a Lamar Jackson offer sheet. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
All right, Bobby, you welcomed Raven Salary Cap Analyst and Russell Street Reports' Brian McFarland back to the show to discuss several topics ahead of today's official start to free agency. Yes, Sarah, we kicked things off with his reaction to Baltimore's decision to release 15-year veteran defensive end Calais Campbell earlier this week. Of course, it was a move that made the Ravens cap compliant ahead of today's new league year. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought that um, Eric DaCosta uh, at the Combine didn't have a real ringing um, endorsement sound to his voice, so to speak, when he, when Campbell was brought up. Um, you know, when I look at the cap, I always say teams want to find, if, if there's going to be a cut, they'd rather cut one guy for the most amount of money than three or four guys to get to that amount of money. Um, and Calais was the, you know, the biggest cut they had uh, as far as cap space at $7 million. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, that may have been as much him saying to the Ravens, hey, you know, you guys are in, you know, a lot of uncertainty going around this team. I may only have a year left. Uh, you know, I want to go someplace that, you know, I, I, I can feel uh, has a better shot at a Super Bowl. And, you know, with Lamar up in the air, Lamar not maybe showing up till August um, and all that, all that entails, you know, maybe he went to the Ravens too and said, and you know, they, they've been accommodating of guys like that in the past. And, you know, Calais certainly, you know, commands respect and, uh, for, you know, given the guy he is and, uh, you know, Walter Payton man, uh, man of the year awards he has. So, um, so I, I, it didn't surprise me terribly. Um, you know, I would have liked to seen him return on a one, you know, a two year deal, lower this, lower that cap number. And, you know, maybe not create, wouldn't create the 7 million in savings, but maybe three or four, um, but obviously, you know, that when they're penny pinching at this point and with the eye towards somebody potentially making a, an offer sheet towards Lamar, then they're going to have to have every bit of catch space they can get. Obviously, as EDC mentioned in his statement with the release, you know, attached to the release, this isn't necessarily a be all end all. He's going to go test the market. and Who knows? We'll, we'll see how things shake out, especially once the quarterback position is fortified one way or another in Baltimore. And that's where I'm going next, and you just alluded to it, Brian. What is the team doing, uh, in layman's terms, behind the scenes right now, getting ready for the potential uh, of an offer sheet and and obviously having to match that if one were to be signed by Lamar? Yeah, I mean, so obviously the con the biggest concern is that a team would come in and front load uh, the contract and create a, a, an offer sheet that would have a very large cap number uh, this year, which would make it where the Ravens would have to create cap space um, to accommodate that number. Now, once if they when they would, once that's done, they can always restructure it later and reduce that and spread that out. But the bottom line is they would have to, you know, if a team creates a, a sixty million dollar cap number, they're going to have to come up, you know, that they're going to have to meet that number in order to uh, in order to match that 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 offer sheet. So obviously they 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 did a couple pay cuts, um, Michael Pierce and Gus Bradley, uh, Gus Edwards, sorry, um, and then uh, obviously they restructured um, Kevin Zeitler's deal. Um, so that has has them right now. Once the well, immediately after the start of the new year, new league year next, uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow, um, they will uh, trade Chuck Clark, and that will give them a little over 10 million in cap space. Uh, for now, but they do have the ability 
through what we call simple restructures, which is not void years, I'll get into that in a second, but without void years, they can create another $26 million by restructuring a lot of their, their your Humphreys, your Stanleys, your Andrews, Roquan Smith, uh, a lot of those guys. So they can do that, and that's without using void years now. If they want to maximize those out, um, I actually haven't run the numbers on those yet, but I mean they, that could probably create $40 million in cap space. So, I mean, they have the ability to do that. And I do think by using void years and void years, it's, uh, you know, something new for them. A lot of teams use them during the pandemic. It's not something you generally want to use, but when you need it, you need it. So, and right now they're probably in that needed mode. They didn't do it terribly with, uh, with the three they just redid, but I do think it's also, it's almost symbolic more than anything to a team out there wanting to make up an offer sheet that look we're willing to use void years you guys could do the math on our cap you we you can see that we can we can match just about anybody's offer if you front load it go ahead we'll match it and i think that's a i think that's a sign to everybody basically saying you know we're not interested in you know playing games here if you guys want to negotiate a deal for lamar and we haven't been able to get over the hump all right fine we'll match it yeah, we'll see Indianapolis as we tape this on Tuesday night. The 14th is clearing all kinds of room when it comes to cap space. So we'll see how the next 24 hours pans out uh, in Baltimore and beyond, of course, uh, across the league. But, uh, Brian, now that the figures are out there through Adam Schefter and Chris Mortensen's reporting back in September of 2022, do you think the Ravens offered Lamar a fair deal then? That deal, I mean, obviously, beauty is always not eyes of the beholder, but that deal was consistent with the way contracts have, other than, so I'll come back to it, but other than Deshaun Watson, because that's the outlier until the next one comes along, I guess. But that deal was consistent with how the next big quarterback contract comes along and that guy tops it by a little. And then the next guy comes along and that guy tops it by a little. So if you go back to Deshaun Watson last summer, that, that, that contract happened. But after that, uh, Kyler Murray signed. His deal fell back within that, topping the, the previous guy. Um, and then uh, Russell Wilson's deal came along, and that was a little more than Murray's. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That was, yeah, it was a little more than Murray's. And that, so that, you know, it's this little step up each, each deal steps up a little more. The deal they offered Lamar was a step up on both of those deals. So it was right in line with the history of the way um, these, these contracts go. Now, obviously, you know, Lamar and, and others want to point to Watson's deal as the new precedent. Um, and certainly the NFLPA seems to be pushing uh, Lamar because if Lamar gets, that, gets a fully guaranteed deal, then I think the floodgates open. Then nobody can say that um that the watson deal is an outlier anymore it's not just a a desperate cleveland browns it's a well-run organizations like the organization like the ravens going out there and you know giving fully guaranteed so um now i will say you know since you mentioned the colts if the colts were to prove and i think hearsay is a you know he's a hard he's a he's a league guy but so i don't see them going fully guaranteed but at this point, if somebody did come along and go fully guaranteed, I still think the Ravens would match it. I don't think the Ravens are – the Ravens don't want to set the precedent. I don't think they're philosophically opposed. I think they're, I think they're very clear they want to keep Lamar at all costs. It will be a lot easier 
for them to match a deal that somebody else has created. If, and it's and and you know, Bashadi can go back to the other owners and put his hands up there and go, "Hey, I didn't. I I I gave him fully guaranteed, but only because I matched the deal. I wasn't. I didn't set the precedent. <laughs> they did. I'm just keeping my quarterback. You know. Mm-hmm. So I, and I so I think that gives the Ravens cover. I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever been about money. I mean, they they offered him a very rich contract that was uh, uh you know fifty million a year, which topped it topped Watson too. You know, so um, so I don't think that is the issue. Um, I I just think Bishotti's a league guy, and he doesn't want to he doesn't want his other owners turn around and give him the stick guy <laughs> because why did you do that? Because then the Mike Browns, you know, then then Cincinnati and 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 the Eagles and. Um, and and I was gonna say San Diego, Los Angeles, you know those owners are you know oh crap, you know now we get now now it's a precedent is set now we're now we're in trouble. Uh, I I so I do think they will match. I I think the offer they gave was a fair offer. It just wasn't fully guaranteed. And Sarah, one thing before we dive into topic three here, Brian really wanted me to reiterate this, and it was a tweet of his. Keep in mind that Lamar is already counting. Uh, just over 32 million on the cap 32.416 to be exact so in order to match an offer sheet that might have a large 2023 cap number they would only need additional cap space above the 32.416 million in order to match and of course this goes without saying a huge thank you to brian for his insight and expertise you can follow him on twitter if you don't already at raven salary cap All right, Bobby, the free agent wide receiver market, it loosened up a bit on Tuesday, and two names that could have been on Baltimore's target list, uh, they were taken off the board. They were, but Sarah, probably more importantly, the Ravens and the rest of the league got a sense for what the price tag will be for similar players now that Jacoby Myers and Alan Lazard's deals are all but done. Now, the Raiders signed Jacoby, the former Patriot, to a three-year contract worth $33 million, 21 million of which is guaranteed while the Jets they signed former Packer Alan Lazard to a 4-year 44 million dollar deal 22 million of which is guaranteed. Now, more on why the latter move is significant for the prospect of Aaron Rodgers landing in New York coming up in just a minute. Yeah, and who's been more captivating in the NFL this offseason? I'm just from a big picture, Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers? You just take your pick. But Bobby, would you say these moves bode well for the Ravens moving forward? So basically, based on the deals that were agreed to in principle on Tuesday, we're looking at the market topping out at an average annual value of $11 million. And since Myers and Lazard were perceived as top market guys in a borderline underwhelming free agent class, excluding OBJ, they may have just set the ceiling for the rest of their free agent peers to follow, which includes names such as McCole Hardman. DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think we all probably know more than likely isn't coming to Baltimore, Uh, Paris Campbell, and the aforementioned OBJ, even though he'll probably end up being the outlier here when it comes to AAV, given his resume. Yeah, well, Bobby, I'll tell you what, the way this free agent wide receiver market is looking, it makes the Jacksonville Jaguars look brilliant for going out and getting the then-suspended Calvin Ridley last year. But you mentioned Rodgers and the Jets earlier, so let's get the latest there. Yeah, Sarah, this is pretty entertaining here to watch all of this unfold. But 
Aaron basically has Jets GM Joe Douglas and his entire front office in a stranglehold in which he has all the leverage. I mean, a trade between the Packers and Jets hasn't yet been finalized, but A-Rod has now given New York a list of free agents he'd like them to pursue and acquire, and they've already followed suit on one of them with the signing of Lazard. Now, the rest of that list is as follows. Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and... OBJ. Now, aside from Odell, three of the four of those names are former teammates of Rodgers in Green Bay. So it'll be fascinating to watch all of this shake out, especially with reigning NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year Garrett Wilson already on New York's roster as well. And and if you're interested in hearing from Aaron, who's going to break his silence after the darkness retreat and weeks and weeks of uncertainty, he's going to be on the Pat McAfee show later today, I believe at one o'clock Eastern. And before we fly, some other quick news items, beginning with this trade by the Las Vegas Raiders that sends former Ravens tight end Darren Waller to the New York Jets in exchange for a third-round draft pick. And in other news, Baltimore is re-signing cornerback Trayvon Mullen to a one-year deal. Mullen is a former second-round pick of the Raiders, and as many have noted online, he is indeed a cousin of Lamar Jackson's. And finally, as I alluded to earlier, the Indianapolis Colts plan on releasing quarterback Matt Ryan and cornerback Stephon Gilmore, which will create more than $27 million in available cap space. Thanks for listening to The Morning Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please consider joining one of our membership platforms at patreon.com forward slash Ravens Vault Podcast. As you probably know by now, we have been betting on ourselves by creating content independently from any big broadcast station or corporation. And with your membership support, you'll give us a chance to keep churning out daily Ravens content for years to come. And a special shout out to two of our patrons, Dion Coleman and Lisa Schaffner. We'd also love to hear from everyone, whether you're a patron or not, with comments, questions, or if you'd be interested in advertising. So you can reach us by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And that is all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know.